SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. FanDuel, boy, you are getting no value at all on San Diego. I just don't think they're that that. They're the third choice. Dodgers plus 350, Stanks plus 550, and the Padres plus 8-1. to one. I don't think they're worthy of being the third choice. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Wednesday, February 24th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter? Send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well, right here on an Opposite Picks Wednesday on Sports Grid Radio. What's up, LLs? Uh, how serious is serious? Uh, Cousins is no longer in the family. How about giving up your spot? Unlucky 13, Luca time, buck stops here, sun could be shining on Phoenix, uh, left out in the cold by George, you just don't get it, Baylor at risk of suffering its first loss last night, another winning night for opposite picks, and uh, another winning night for underdogs. We'll get to all those stories, again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Wednesday, February 4th. Uh, <clears throat> what's going on, my friends? Obviously, the big story in the sports world, Tiger Woods and his injuries. Uh, you know, listen, we're, we're not going to get into that too, too much because that's not really, you know, what this show is all about and what our network's all about. It's really all about gambling, but obviously it's out there. You want to talk about it, that's okay. Uh, but I'm not going to spend two hours on, on this situation. Certainly your thoughts and prayers go all out to Tiger. And hopefully he'll be okay. Crazy situation, obviously. Well, you know, it, it happened uh, yesterday morning, right, right around this time, a little bit later. But, man, you just uh, you scratch your head and you think, how many times is this guy going to have another issue that's uh, facing him? And this is another one. And so much, you know, you don't really know. I will say the press conference yesterday was was pretty revealing. Uh, they had no qualms about letting you know what they knew and what they thought and what they saw and what they heard. And, uh, I mean, unlike, you know, some of these other press conferences pertaining to accidents and different things and investigations where generally the authorities kind of shut it down. <clears throat> you know, yesterday they were pretty, you know, okay, this is what we know. This is what we saw. This is what we think. And, and uh, you know, we got other things get uh, confirmed. But, you know, so... Hopefully he'll be okay. Who knows? The only thing I was a little listen. I don't. I'm no doctor, but when you hear serious, I don't know how that equates to not life threatening. To me, serious means okay, you're you're in serious trouble versus serious but not necessarily life threatening. So the whole thing is kind of wacky uh, as far as trying to figure out what happened. But it's apparently his truck, his car rolled 700 feet. I mean, think about that for a second. That's back to back football fields. I mean, if his car really went off the road that much, and, and I don't know if it rolled 700 feet, but it went off the road, how much it really actually rolled, who knows. But, I mean, that that's – wow, well, what, a, what a crazy situation yesterday uh, when that thing broke, and, and hopefully he'll be okay. So, uh, But for the most part, you know, that, that that's going to be it for, for months. So, again, you want to talk about that's okay. 
But show me about, uh, you know, who won and who lost with the boys in Vegas last night and uh, and the NBA, NHL, and everything else that's uh, going on. 844-843-6879. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, not a good day for, for streaks in the NBA last night. You know, we've had a nice little run on some of this stuff. Naturally, as soon as we really start paying attention to more than just one or two, it really is fitting. You know, when, when you just go with the major ones, Utah, Nets over, Cavaliers losing, um, you know, and, and one or two others, you know, uh, New Orleans over, 21-3-2, right? You win. <clears throat> but then when you expand it and you start bringing in some of these secondary streaks, decent ones, you know, Charlotte 13-5 and over, Denver 16-9-1 over, you know, some solid trends. But as soon as you open up the Pandora's box to other teams and other trends, that's when the boys in Vegas whack you. It's it's just amazing. It really is fitting. Now that that's it. That that is gambling in a nutshell. If you just limit it, uh, limit it to one or two, you can win. It's when you expand it to seven or eight and you go into your secondary picks, that's when you get whacked. And that's what happened last night. And it is just remarkable. As soon as we start paying attention to some of this stuff, uh, we went two and three with our trends yesterday. We'll break it all down here when we uh, we come back from the break. But two and three if you want to include the coach's fired system. Or excuse me, two and four if you want to include the coach's fired system. Thanks for nothing, Minnesota. But I knew that that coach's fired thing doesn't really work in the NBA. These, these players don't care. They, they, they really, you know, college sports really, NFL, yes. Baseball, I think they feel guilty by getting a coach fired. But when it comes to the NBA, yeah, these guys don't care. You know, as long as they're going to the bank with a seven-figure paycheck every other Friday, that that's really what they care about. So, uh, NHL, you know, same type of thing last night. Got a, a split in the. Uh, we actually won a couple of shekels. Went two and one with our trend plays as Edmonton finished off Vancouver last night, four-three uh, uh, to close out the evening late. So you got you know a, a plus ninety day if you want to base everything on a hundred-dollar play, which is what we'll do just for uh, you know record-keeping purposes. Makes it nice and easy. So. Not too, too bad in the NHL. Shots on goal. Boy, that's going down to tubes. As soon as we start playing that, down to tubes. And uh, a lot more overs last night in the NBA as far as points totals are concerned, including Luka, who went off not one but two back-to-back three-pointers in the closing seconds as the Mavs take care of our Celtics. Boy, and Boston floundering. We'll get to it all just getting underway on this Wednesday morning. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Doncic. Down to three seconds. Two seconds. Doncic for the win. consecutive possessions and down the stretch Luca gets to his spot step back deep three two people on him and he's showing why he is in an all-star Luka th- oh yes one of the highlights last night as uh, Luca hits a shot with 0.1 seconds left 
as the Mavs rally to beat the Boston Celtics last night. Wow, what, what a game. You know, back-to-back threes. He hit one into possession earlier as well uh, to give them a, a lead in which Boston then retook the lead. And then again, uh, the Mavericks uh, and Luka hits a shot there, as you heard, uh, to win it basically at the buzzer. Boy, Celtics fall to 15-16, and 16, but that's really not the story here. The, you know, the story is Luka, 31 points uh, with, with that three, that dagger that wins at 110-107. Instead of the game going overtime, they actually win it. And, you know, any thought, listen, now one shot's not going to make or break a guy. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, any thought about Luka not deserving to be on the all-star team, you know, or not being a starter over uh, Damian Lillard, listen, you can't go wrong with either one. But don't make, just because the Mavericks are having a lousy year at 15 and 15, don't make it seem like this guy's having a lousy year. He's, he's averaging 29, almost 30 points a game. I mean, he's, think about this about Luka. Uh, he is not 31, okay? Uh, I won't go down to 11, but he's 21 years old. 21. Now, he'll be 22 later this week, but 22, we'll just say 22. He's 22 years old, and he's already one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, you know, he may not be as dynamic as some of these other, you know, Kevin Garnett and, uh, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant comes to mind. Uh, Shaq, obviously, he had all the hype in the world. Kobe didn't necessarily have that kind of hype. Kevin did. But I'm talking about guys that came on the scene right away in the NBA at a young age, in their 20s, early 20s, you know, teenagers, and, and became, you know, basically superstar players right away. He doesn't have that kind of, you know, uh, tag, but, I mean, 21 years old. And he is by far one of the best players in the NBA, averaging, like I said, 29 points a game. I mean, he's playing on a halfway decent team, so he's not doing it on a garbage team where he's just putting up points. Uh, The future, you want to start comparing. I mean, it's hard not to think this guy when everything is said and done, right? If you want to pay, as we've done here, Scott Wetzel sitting and taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do Monday through Friday. You know, if we want to pay a Fernando Tatis Jr., 304, I, I still can't get over that, $340 million to a guy who hasn't even played one full season when you combine his whole career. Not even one full season. So we want to jump to conclusions about a Fernando Tatis Jr. Then I don't think it's unfair to jump to conclusions about a Luka Doncic saying that he's going to be one of the greatest players of all time. I, I mean, he's he's 21 years old, and he's averaging 29, you know, almost 30 points a game, albeit in 2021 when you and I could average 20 points a game. I get that. Uh, but still, I, I mean, wow. You think of the future of him. Unbelievable. It's amazing. You know, as good as Trey Young is, I can't help but think Dallas got a little bit better of the deal. Um, you know, on that draft day trade a couple of years ago when they traded spots with Atlanta, uh, Hawks hit Trey Young, which, you know, no no problem there. But you get Luka. I, I think more people at, uh, you know, 6'7", 230 pounds versus, uh, you know, 6'3", 150 pounds uh, point guards. I think you'd rather have Luka. But 21 years old, amazing. The future of him. Is he going to end up all-time, like, top five scoring? Probably, right? I mean, the way he's scoring now, I mean, barring an injury, which, you know, you can't foresee with anybody. Remarkable. So Dallas wins last night. I'm not exactly sure why Dallas was a two and a half point underdog. Things we've noticed 
over the years, really, with this Celtic team. But this year in particular, this Celtic team is so freaking overrated. I, I, I've told you this, you know, for, for so long. I, I am a Celtic fan, but I am not a fan of Brad Stevens, boy wonder. Um, you know, when I do my props and I go over each team and we follow how many points, you know, the over props, and every team has at least, well, most teams have at least one, not everyone, um, you know, but generally you have one. For the most part, everybody has two. It's rare when you have three. The Celtics have three guys that we follow in Walker, Brown, and Tatum. They have three bona fide, in people's eyes, superstar players. And they are sitting here one game under 500 in the Eastern Conference. And they were road favorites last night at Dallas, two and a half points. I don't know. People are just buying into this team. Uh, they obviously should be a heck of a lot better than what they are. But they're losing and losing and losing. They're 7-11 and 11 on the road. They can't win at home. They can't win on the road. And, and they got three would-be all-star players. It's amazing. I, I don't know when they're going to turn on Brad Stevens in Beantown. I, I don't know if they ever will, but I my, I turned over five times uh, with him. I am through with him. I, I really am. So Dallas wins 110-107 as uh, Luka hits a shot at the buzzer. Um, the Cavaliers did it. They broke their uh, losing streak against the spread. They beat the Hawks 112-111. Uh, Trey Young, the aforementioned, gets 28 points in the losing effort. Colin Sexton had 29 for the uh, Cadavers, who snap an 0-13 against the spread streak. Wow. And last night was one of those nights where all good things come to an end. I mean, listen, the Hawks probably had no business being a seven-point favorite, and I didn't like that line, but I didn't like the Jazz lane 12-and-a-half two nights ago, and they won by 20. So, I mean, you got to when you have a streak like that, you got to forget what the line is. I know they're pumping it up. You know, in normal circumstances, the Hawks might be a two- or three-point road favorite. If that, quite frankly, it's not like the Hawks are great. But, you know, they, they pumped it up. You know, they're not idiots. They realize people are betting uh, trends and, and spreads and everything else. And if you're going to religiously bet against Cleveland, then we're going to make you pay for it. That's what they did last night. And in the end, it didn't matter anyway because the Hawks lost outright 112-111. Uh, crazy game in, in that uh, it should have gone over two strong over teams last night in Denver and Portland. Uh, you know, these numbers that are in the 230s, that's a lot of points. You, you really need both teams to be on offensively. Denver ends up winning 111-106 as uh, it fails to go over. Clippers last night beat up the Wiz 135-116, snapping Washington's uh, five-game win streak. That's a tough spot. You know, when, when you play the Lakers and Clippers back-to-back successive nights, that's and, and you beat the Lakers as the Wizards did two nights ago. You know, but again, you know, boys in Vegas, they're not dumb. Instead of making that line, you know, six, seven, eight, or nine, it was a double-digit point spread. And then you start thinking, as I did, you know, there were two plays last night that I knew were going to be wrong, but they make the line so you buy in. Wizards last night, really, I'm thinking, all right, I, I know they just beat the Lakers, but they have won five in a row. They are still in Los Angeles. They did just play in the same arena. You know, Westbrook is still from L.A. you think he'd still want to get up and play for the Clippers, but L.A.'s uh, laying 12. I mean, like, wow. You know, that you start thinking, all right, I know they can't win back-to-back -back games, but, man, are they going to get blown out? Have they won five in a row? You know, it's, you know what? I'll take a try it on the, on the Wiz. And they lose 135-116. They get annihilated. Start to finish. 36-20 after the first quarter. And Washington was never in it. This was the Washington Wizards team. They didn't cut the lead to five. 
entering the fourth quarter. But uh, the Clippers just got their game back on and end up winning or going away. And the other one was Villanova laying double digits against St. John's, who had been playing some pretty good basketball uh, of, of late. But they did beat Villanova a week and a half ago. And while I knew Villanova was going to be pumped up for this game and everything else, but they made the point spread double digits. Same thing. And I said, you know, I know Villanova, Jay Wright, they're going to be up for this game, and I don't doubt for a second they're going to win. But, gee, you know, you want to give me double digits with a St. John's team that's on the uh, you know NCAA bubble playing some really good basketball? You know, I'll, I'll take a crack, even though I, doesn't, I know it doesn't make any sense. And Villanova wins going away. So... The heartaches of playing with the boys in Vegas. All right, just getting underway. Scott Wetzel on this Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Team especially um, it's gonna come out they number one in pace um, so I wanted to come out kind of put pressure on them early get going early um, this is a team you can allow yourself to, to, to ease into a game uh, because their offense they, they get up and down and they play quick so um, I knew I had to be aggressive and uh, get off to a good start from jump That's Paul George of the L.A. Clippers last night uh, describing uh, his uh, thoughts after their big win over the Washington Wiz. Also went on to say afterwards that, uh, you know, he wasn't in favor of the All-Star game. Of course, he's not going to give up his spot, mind you. No, he's not going to do that. You know, his advertisers won't allow that to occur. But he's got no problem speaking out about the NBA having an All-Star game. He's got no problem going to the bank every other Friday with a seven-figure paycheck. No, 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 no. No problem with that. But, you know, uh, make uh, allow these NBA owners to make some money in order to pay him his seven-figure paycheck. Well, he's got issues with that, though. I, I, don't, I don't quite understand how these guys don't get it. I, I, I really don't. Scott Wetzel, 26 minutes past the hour, sitting in, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 204. Uh, you know, that's where they make their money. Hello? A- a- anybody home, Paul? There's nobody in the freaking stands, for goodness sakes. Do, do you understand that? They have no one going through the turnstiles. The only way they're making money is through their TV contracts. And their TV contracts pay them a bulk of the money for stuff like this. The All-Star Game, the playoffs, the NBA Finals. They're not paying, uh, being paid a gazillion dollars to see the uh, New Orleans Pelicans versus the Memphis Grizzlies on TNT on a Tuesday night, okay? It's not happening. They're paying that kind of money for stuff like the All-Star game. So while on the surface, I fully understand, hey, it doesn't make any sense. Fans aren't allowed in the stands. We can't do this. We can't do that. We can't go to bars. We can't go to restaurants. I got to wear five masks on. I get all that stuff. On the surface, it makes sense. But you got to look past the surface. The NBA has to make its money. And if uh, TNT and the four-letter network want to pay them a gazillion dollars in ABC to have a dopey all-star game in Atlanta, then you have the all-star game in Atlanta. Unless you players want to give up 20, 30, 40% of your salary. You want to do that? Uh, I didn't think so. So if that's the case, then shut up. You know, if you want to hold these press conferences, players, and say, you know, whether it's Paul George or LeBron or anybody else, you know, you want to hold these press conferences and say it's not right for the NBA to have an all-star game, 
that also suggest, okay, and I'm willing to give 15, 20% of my salary back. All right, you know, let's 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 have a poll on that, NBA players. Let's see how many players vote to give back a portion of their salary in exchange for not having an all-star game. Boy. I, I I don't, you know, do you think the NBA really wants to have an all-star game? Do you think they really want to risk the rest of the season and not have a playoffs and not have a championship because they want to have an all-star game? No. They got to make their money. They have to make their money. Go complain to TNT and the four-letter network at ABC for paying these guys so much money for stuff like that versus a regular season game. Amazing. Anyway, that said, Clippers win last night as they stopped the uh, the Wiz uh, uh, five-game win streak. So starting from the top of the NBA, you got the, the Cadavers winning over the Hawks, 112-111. I tell you, there is a lot of love. <coughs> we talked about that, excuse me, for the Celtics. There is a, you know, the Celtics I get. You know, you got your three All-Stars. You got Beantown. You got the history. I think the NBA wants Boston to do well. I think people have bought into the Celtics for whatever reason. They've made the playoffs a gazillion years in a row, you know, failing, but still they've made them. So I, I get the buying into Boston. I don't get the love that the boys in Vegas have for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, really, it is amazing. And, and, you know, when you think about the guys that got snubbed for the All-Star game, you know, Trey Young, to me, is the most obvious glaring one in that the All-Star game's in Atlanta. Now, I know, you know, very few fans will be loud in the stadium, but still you think, you know, you'd want to get the community involved in this thing a little bit more than probably what it is. And uh, its biggest star, Trey Young, is not even going to be at the All-Star game. Man, you talk about no respect from the league. That's the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young, but a great amount of respect from the Hawks with the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. I know Cleveland stinks. I get that. But this is not the first time we've said this. Atlanta being a seven-point road favorite last night is, is just, you know, again, that that's probably an anti-Cavaliers line. But when you look back at some of the lines that these Cleveland teams have had over the last, uh, you know, two weeks in this little stretch, you know, believe it or not, that, that seven points is one of the highest. You know, they were only a, they were only a, a, a six-point underdog at Phoenix, believe it or not when they lost by only five and failed to cover. I mean, they've had some strange lines relatively low. And for Atlanta, and that thing finished up at minus eight, I mean, that's crazy, right? But they lose, and then they continue to lose the Atlanta Hawks. But they still have crazy lines. Uh, Pistons beat the Magic. That's a head-scratcher to me. That's, you know, that game, I know it's an obscure, who cares, it's Detroit versus Orlando. I get all that. But that game signifies to me how tough it is to beat the boys in Vegas without trends and without really delving into things. I mean, the Pistons have waved the white flag on the season. They have two road wins. They're 2-14 and 14 on the road, games in Orlando. They're 2-14 and 14 on the road. They, they've sat their best player in Blake Griffin. Um, they, they don't give a rat's behind about the season, clearly. They, they've waved the white flag on that. The Magic have struggled of late, but they've also won a couple in a row. And this was, a at the beginning of the year, you know, a borderline playoff team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they were they were right around 50-50 on whether the Magic would make the playoffs or not, right? They've won now three. So they have struggled, but, you know, a team that should be better than what it is. They've won three in a row heading into last night, four of five. Uh, and they beat, you know, uh, Golden State, and they beat the Knicks. You know, not great, great, but two decent teams. They beat Sacramento on the road. 
Uh, they beat the same Detroit team Sunday. You know, whacked them pretty good, 105-96. So you'd think they'd be able to win again, right? I mean, it's not that big a deal beating the same team twice when that same team stinks. And they lose 105-93. And they were losing from start to finish. It wasn't like they took their foot off the pedal and, uh, you know, got caught napping or anything along those lines. They're only a four-point favorite. I mean, it's the Magic at home. They've won three in a row, four or five. They're playing a team in the Pistons that have won two road games all year, and you can't even you can't even beat Detroit. I mean, how could you possibly go into that game thinking I like the Pistons? I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> you know, and yet they win by twelve. Amazing, amazing. Another Nets over last night. Uh, barely, but it got over. You know, the, these numbers are so ridiculously high. 242 and a half last night. Uh, the Nets win 127-118, so they get to 245 against the Queens. Uh, on an only 51.4th quarter. Uh, you, you were well, 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 well on your pace. You know, you had 70 points after one. You put another 68 on the board uh, at the, in the second quarter. So you're at 138 points. I mean, you're thinking there's no way I'm going to lose this bet, right? I mean, I mean, 138 points at halftime. My goodness. I, I need just over 100 points in the second half. There's no problem with that, right? They score 56 in the third, still looking pretty good. Uh, but thanks to some late fouling down the stretch, that game ended up going over. Otherwise, that would have been a tough beat. Tough beat. That's one of the, the monster trends that did actually hit last night. Now the Nets 21-5 and five over uh, their last 26 games. Warriors beat the Knicks 114-106. Uh, to 106. Little love for the Knicks. Didn't come through last night. Steph Curry with 37 points. Uh, 76s were a good play last night. Didn't uh, didn't think about it, but this this was the back end of these home and homes. I got to take some time this weekend and go over these schedules and just see what the record is of the team that lost the first game of these two games and two games uh, in two days or two games and two three days, whatever the case may be, against the same competition. Philadelphia lost to Toronto the other day. They play again and they beat them last night, one hundred nine, one hundred two. So, two good teams, tough to beat a good team twice, tough to beat a bad team twice, as Orlando found out. I, I bet the team that lost the first time around, unlike in the NHL, but in the NBA, I bet the team that lost the first time around has a winning record. So, 76ers should have been one of our plays last night. Uh, obviously, we talked Dallas and in uh, Boston. Bucks beat up the teacups, 139-112. So, after a recent five-game losing streak, the schedule eased up for Milwaukee, and they've taken advantage of it. Uh, not only three straight wins, but three straight double-digit wins and three straight covers. Greek Freak is really not Greek, 37 points as they win this one uh, going away. So much for the uh, coaches' fired system. But again, it doesn't really doesn't translate well in the NBA. Denver, we talked about, beat the Chailblazers, and then uh, the Clips over the Wizards, 135-116. to uh, 116. So when everything is said and done in the NBA last night, as we check our little scoreboard, uh, teams that we were playing trend-wise, Atlanta lay in seven, lose. Over 230.5 Boston, Dallas, lose. Over 231 Portland, Denver, lose. Uh, over 232.5 uh, Sacramento, Brooklyn, win. And uh, over or, uh, and Portland plus seven and a half against Denver win. So two and three, if you don't want to include the coach's fired system, which we're, we're really doing this more on trends. So uh, we won't include that. So on the week so far, four winners, five losses. Based on a $100 play with the VIG, you'd be down minus 150. 
And we'll follow this all week long and see how we do by the end of the week. I'll let you know the games for later on uh, that we're going to play tonight. But uh, so far, uh, not so good. Our prop plays last night in the NBA actually had a pretty decent... Uh, I, I really I, I am surprised about this. Uh, not over-the-top surprised, but I am surprised. 15-9 and nine if you played the major guys last night over. Trey Young went over. Sexton went over for Cleveland Atlanta. Uh, Vukovic went under for Orlando. Uh, the Brooklyn-Sacramento game, 2-1 and one over with the Harden going over by one. Irving did not. De'Aaron Fox did. Uh, Steph Curry went over. Randall went over. 2-0 and oh, Knicks in Golden State as well. So yeah, I'll run them all. We'll take a break. We'll come back and I'll run the rest of the games down. But we've had more overs, surprisingly to me, than unders in these uh, point totals in the NBA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, and it's been tough, but we definitely felt you guys' love and energy. We appreciate it. We thank the love and support. Uh, to the frontliners, we know some of you guys are here. Thank you guys for everything you've done. We couldn't do this without you. Go Knicks. Welcome back. That's Julius Randle of the Knicks last night talking to the fans as they allowed uh, fans in the stadium in Madison Square Garden for the first time this year. <clears throat> Scott Wetzel sitting and taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. They're, they were paying. Now, listen, it's not cheap going to a Knicks game, people. This is not like, uh, you know, no offense. This is not like trying to get a ticket to a Memphis Grizzlies Atlanta Hawks game. Right? It's not. You, you pick the worst team that you think imaginable out there with the Knicks, and you're going to pay $300 a ticket. It, it is crazy. It, it is just we go once a year, or we have gone once a year. Uh, maybe once every two years, right? but uh, depending on what the Knicks are doing. But we try and go there once a year. My my daughters are big fans. My wife is a basketball fan, so uh, my son as well. <clears throat> and I mean, it, it cost me a thousand bucks easily. Family of five, e- I forget a thousand. But listen, it cost me a hundred dollars for the train ride, for goodness sakes. And that's no exaggeration. I mean, it cost me for a family of five. Forget about parking. You know, uh, you know, because it's so convenient right there at Madison Square Garden with Penn Station. You take a train and it's twenty bucks round trip per person. So there's a hundred dollars just to get to the facility. You know, we bitch and complain about you know paying forty dollars to park for Red Sox games and and uh, Stanky games and, and other games. You know, in baseball, cost me you know hundred bucks right just to get there. Tickets going for over five six hundred dollars, thousand dollars for last night's games. I mean, just and you, you want to pay five hundred bucks. You're sitting in the boondocks. Yeah, you you might as well if you don't bring binoculars, you might as well bring a telescope for those type of seats that you're getting, even for five hundred dollars for Nick games. I mean, they allowed a couple thousand people in. You know, listen, I, I I like the Knicks. I like going to a game. It's a lot of fun. But woof, you talk about taking out a loan or getting a line of credit on your credit card. It's expensive. It's crazy. It really is. So there's Randall last night talking to the fans uh, who were fortunate enough to get tickets. And good luck even getting tickets. I imagine if you go on one of those secondary markets, you know, you can get them. But again, you're you're literally going to spend, you know, a a week's paycheck on, on one ticket. Crazy. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't stay that way. You know, I, I let's let's hope that our fans are allowed into the stands uh, more so than what we're getting right now. 
because it's just it's nuts. All right, back to our props in the NBA. Before we break down some uh, some hockey stuff and some college basketball stuff, some good games, uh, good game, couple of upsets in college hoops uh, last night, and we got a couple of teams. It's amazing. You know, uh, teams that we've written off for dead in college basketball, you know, some of the big boys that all of a sudden are hopping back on the bubble. And you get the four-letter network preaching these teams. Uh, don't forget who's covering, you know, and who's who's got the rights to, to these games. You know, the four-letter network. You think the four-letter network wants the Dookie Pukies in? Uh, yes, they do. Uh, so despite Duke being three games over five hundred, somehow or another, they're back on the bubble. Yeah, we know why. Anyway, props-wise, so Cleveland 2-0 with Atlanta, Young and Sexton go over. Uh, 1-0 with Orlando, Brooklyn 2-1, Knicks 2-0 as Curry goes for 37, Randall goes for 25, his total was 23.5. Philadelphia and Toronto, that was your one little dagger into this, the 0-3, Embiid only had 18, Simmons only 15, and Van Vliet only 12. Rare bad game for him, so 0-3 on the props in that contest. 4-0, though, for Dallas and Boston. Brown had 20. See, here's another indication about the Celtics. Nothing for nothing, right? But not only do they have three, you know, legitimate all-star players, they even exceeded their point totals last night and still lost. Tatum had 29 at 25 and a half. Brown had 28 at 23 and a half. And Walker had 21 with a total of 18 and a half. So all three of their big guys did well at least statistically, and they still lost the basketball game. I tell you, there's something rotten to the core with that Celtic team. It, 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 they are just crying out for get a head coaching change. That team has way, way, way too much talent to underachieve like they do every year. Luca, though, uh, 31, those back-to-back threes. Boy, you, you were dead in the water. Final minute left. He's sitting at 25 with a total of 30 and a half. You don't got a chance in the world. And what happens? He bombs two threes, and he goes over by a half a point. How about that? 31. So 4-0 in the Boston-Dallas game. Milwaukee went 2-0. As uh, the Greek freak was really not Greek, had 37. And uh, Cat had 26 uh, with a total of 23 and a half. Portland-Denver went 1-2. Lillard only had 25 with a total of 31 and a half. His totals are getting way up there. It's tough. When you get totals in the 30s, that's, you know, you could have a nice game. You could go for 28, 29, 30, 31. Uh, 31 and a half, you need 32 points. That that's, uh, that, that's asking a lot. So Lillard went under. Murray uh, went under by a half a point. His total was 24 and a half. He had 24. Ooh, that's tough. And then uh, the Joker had 41. Again, Jokic and Murray flip-flopping back and forth. Not that Murray had a bad game, but I, I want to see these guys have a game. Really, I got to go back. Another, another thing on my list. How many times did these two guys have actually scored even within 10 points of each other? Last night, 17. Yeah, I, I wonder, and, and, you know, in the 20 games or so that they played, how many times this year that they've come within 10 points of each other? I'm, I'm telling you, it can't be more than a handful. Uh, but Denver did win last night. And then Washington and Clippers went 2-2. Two and two. Beal went under. Again, his total was 30.5. He hit for 28. Tough asking for 30-plus points. Westbrook went under by a half. 20 and a half, he finished with 20. Ooh, it's amazing how these numbers come dead on. Just a missed free throw here or there. 
is gonna is gonna cost you with some of this stuff. Leonard had thirty two, so he went over his twenty eight and a half, and George hit for thirty last night, so he went well over his twenty three and a half. So two and two in that game. So when you add it all up, the two, three, four, blah 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 blah, fifteen and nine, not bad uh, for the week. Twenty up and sixteen down. So you've had more overs than unders. Heading into this week, we had 13 more overs than unders for the two weeks that we've been keeping track of this thing. I am, I, like I said, I really thought we'd have more unders. I, I am very surprised. We'll, we'll continue. We'll, we'll continue throughout the whole time. But you know, there was a point there where we were going to suggest betting all these guys unders, but you, you can't do it now. I mean, you can, but I, I wouldn't recommend it with the trends that we're starting to see with the overs clicking in. Um, it's not smart. We'll keep an eye on it. But if you add the two weeks plus together, 13 games over 500 heading into this week. And what are we, four games over? So we're 17 games over 500. And I tell you, the ones that don't hit, you know, like like Westbrook and like Murray, uh, you know, they're not missing by much. These these players, they generally get their points. You don't see too many Embiid's and Van Fleet's last, you know, like last night. Um, and you go with the higher scoring. If you use your strategy, maybe we can beat the boys in Vegas with this stuff going over. You know, that we use the kind of same kind of strategy we're going to use in the NHL. You know, you pick the games in which the totals are a little bit higher than normal, and you go with those guys. Um, now, you would have gone one and two in the Portland-Denver game, but you would have gone uh, two and one with Sacramento and Brooklyn. That was supposed to be a high-scoring game. You would have gone two and zero oh in Milwaukee-Minnesota. That was supposed to be a high-scoring game. And you would have split Washington and the Clippers. But maybe that's our strategy. But we got a bunch of games later on tonight. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten games, uh, including the Lakers in Utah, which we'll get into in hour number three. Yeah, that could be the – I know the Lakers are, are struggling here, but the the Jazz, little pop quiz. What do you think the line is, Utah and the L.A. Lakers? Believe it or not, and let me just double check and make sure that it's still the way it was. I don't know why it wouldn't be, but just uh, as of last night when I was doing my opposite picks. What do you think? Lakers struggling. They've lost three of four. Jazz red hot. They're in first place. No uh, Anthony Davis, obviously, still. You know, Utah's got Mike Conley back, so they're at full strength. What do you think? I, I, I thought, and I'm pretty good at this stuff. Pat myself on the back. I figured Utah... Nationally televised game, eh, you know, what, what are they going to be, a three, maybe four-point favorite? I really didn't think five. You know, the Jazz, I don't know when the last time this has occurred. The Jazz are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the L.A. Lakers. Now, unless LeBron, for some reason, is not playing, and I've not read that and I've not heard that, When's the last time LeBron James has been an eight-and-a-half-point underdog in a basketball game? Man, you got to go back to his early days. Uh, well, you know, the two years ago when they didn't make the playoffs, I, although I don't even know then. You know, were they ever almost a double-digit underdog that season? I don't know. They, they weren't great, but they were fighting, and, and maybe. But I'll tell you what. It hasn't happened often. And when's the last time an NBA championship team, uh, the next uh, year, was an eight-and-a-half-point underdog? Eight-and-a-half-point. Boy, the boys in Vegas, FanDuel, they're begging you to take the Lakers tonight, aren't they? 
I mean, you're going to give me LeBron and company? I know no AD play eight and a half. Wow. That's when I saw that. Like, we're going to use that, obviously, in our opposite picks. <clears throat> but when I saw that, that's amazing. And again, it's a four-letter network game. You think LeBron's going to get blown out at Utah? But this could be. This could be Mitchell's coming out party. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you for the uh, the last time. No, it's not, actually. I'm going to say it every day. But you want in on Donovan Mitchell, MVP, 65 to 1 odds. You better get in before this game goes off. Because if the Jazz win this game and Mitchell does well and LeBron does not, and the Jazz take a five-game lead over the Lakers in the loss column in the Western Conference race for the best record, not that the Lakers would be waving the white flag, but uh, and this is something uh, one of our emailers sent me, which is a pretty good notion here, uh, something pertaining to this. But if that happens, I could see LeBron and the Lakers just saying, you know what, we tried, we failed. Let's just get it to the postseason. Let's just, you know what, LeBron, we're going to restrict you minutes-wise. We're not going to play you every game. It uh, doesn't matter if we finish in second, third, fourth place. We're five back now. Uh, you know, we're well into the season. We're, we're you know, we're approaching the, the halfway point, almost third point anyway of the season. I, I This could be, you know, after tomorrow or after tonight into tomorrow, that 65 to 1 could be down to 35 to 1 if the right things happen tonight. So you best be careful. Got an email from somebody, one of our LLs, who suggested that we play the Phoenix Suns to win the Western Conference. And I said, what? You know, I, I don't even know who. Do you even know who's playing in these divisions? I mean, I really don't in the NBA. I mean, I know conferences, obviously. But NBA, it's like there is so little significance, right, in the, who wins the division. Who cares? I mean, I, who knows who's in what division? Well, there's a play out there that will pay you double-digit odds that really needs to be thought of and, and played. And I would get in pretty quickly. We'll talk about that next when we come back. Scott Wetzel on a Wednesday morning, Sirius XM 204 Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Sports Grid Radio, 57 minutes past the hour, hour number one of our two-hour extravaganzas. Yeah, so I got an email yesterday uh, from LL uh, Scott down in Jacksonville. And uh, to be fair, they said the boys over at Visa and our predecessors there on uh, Sirius XM were talking about this. So, uh, But he said, how about, Scott, the Phoenix Suns winning the Pacific Division? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what kind of odds you're going to get on that. How about uh, he was saying at the time fifteen to one? When I checked Fanduel, it was twelve to one. I'm looking at it now; it's down to eleven to one. And for those uh, the uh, uninformed, that would be a division that includes the Sacramento Queens. Forget about it. Golden State, nice thought, but not happening. 
Lakers, okay, and Clippers, okay. So you got to overtake the Clippers and Lakers. Thinking is, it's sort of like our thinking with the Donovan Mitchell MVP. Eventually, the Lakers are going to wave the white flag on the season. You know, with AD being out for at least a few more weeks, and I really have my doubts about him returning much before the postseason. Why risk it? Uh, eventually, the Lakers are going to wave the white flag. So, you know what? It doesn't matter if they finish uh, number one in the conference, let alone winning the division. Same thing with the Clippers, right? They take so many days off with Kawhi taking off and Paul George and everything else that eventually they're going to wave the white flag on the regular season as well, especially again winning the division. Who cares? But for the Suns, little different story. You know, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They got screwed. They went undefeated in those uh, replacement, if you will, type of games. They still didn't make the playoffs. Them winning the division would be huge for them. So, not a bad thought, Scott. Not not bad at all. You're getting double digit odds, whether it's eleven to one now or fifteen to one or twelve to one, whatever the case may be, for a team that's got all the incentive in the world and the other two main components don't. I tell you, it's not bad putting a couple shekels on the Suns to win the division at eleven to one. Not bad. All right, one hour of the books, one to go. We'll check out our poll question. That is up right here, Opposite Picks, Sports Grid Radio, Series 6F, 204.